Are Christians immune from false doctrine? No. Here's a reminder from Pastor Bill Henry. How many people here are still alive here? You know, I haven't killed you with my teaching here. And if we claim to be born again of the Spirit of God, we need to be careful because even we were going to be tempted with doctrines that will tickle our ears. In other words, make us feel good. Who doesn't like to feel good about what we believe and, and what we say? But notice in the last days, a time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine according to their own desires because they have itching ears. They will heap up for themselves teachers, basically, that will tickle their ears and tell them what they want to hear. When difficulties and challenges come along, should a church just give up, fall apart? Today on Simple Faith, Pastor Bill Henry will share with us the admonition of Jesus to the Church of Pergamum to hang tough in the face of spiritual opposition and not allow compromise in the church. That's a much needed word for the church today as well. I'm sure you're aware of the compromises going on in so many Christian churches these days. Open your Bible to the second chapter of Revelation and join us for a message of encouragement to any church experiencing hard times as we again look at the Lord's letter to the church in Pergamon. Here's our teacher, Pastor Bill Henry. How can we not be reminded of the words of Jesus in Luke 12? You don't have to turn there. Let me just read it to you. Luke 12, verses 4 through 7. It says, And I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, and after that have no more that they can do. But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after he is killed, has power to cast into hell. Yes, I say to you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two copper coins? And not one of them is forgotten before God, but the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. The Lord remember Antipas' name. Even here, he knows the very hairs of your head. How many, how many in number? And you know, it's interesting, even though the older we get, for some of us, it's a little bit easier for the Lord to count how many hairs we have left. Some of them, there's none left. That's okay. The Lord knows you. He knows everything about you. Here's the, here's the tricky part, right? He still loves you. He still loves me. And, and that's the beautiful thing. Remember that, who, who you are, whose you are, beloved in Christ. Now look at verse 14 as we come. Now, Jesus had started by commending their stalwartness. That, you know, they were hanging tough in his name. They're, they're standing firm in the face of persecution. But now he turns to correct them here in verse 14. But I have a few things against you. Because you have there those who hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the children of Israel to eat things sacrificed to idols and to commit sexual immorality. Thus you have also those who hold to the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, the things which I hate. Now it's interesting. We are told here in these two verses uh, that Jesus has a few things against them and two main points are, look, you're holding to the false doctrine of Balaam and you're also holding to the false doctrine of the Nicolaitans. And so he's talking here about doctrine. Now, here's where what I said earlier in the study, I'm going to break things up a little bit. 
I'm going to go a little bit in depth this morning as you know we head towards the end of the study to talk about doctrine because notice he says it here two different times the doctrine of Balaam and the doctrine of the Nicolaitans and how this had led they had allowed this false doctrines into their church notice too though by the way it's only some it's not all those in the church but they allow them to stay in the church, these with these false doctrines. So next week, the Lord tarries and we're all still here and he's willing to allow us to be here. Um, we're going to talk about what is the doctrine of Balaam. We're going to talk about what are the doctrine of the Nicolaitans and get a little bit more into that stuff. But today I want to finish this looking at doctrines. That obviously doctrines are important. Jesus is, is chastising them for allowing false doctrines into the church. And so we need to understand that even many today within the church do not seem to take doctrine very seriously. Uh, and they, and especially biblical doctrine, it's too serious, you know, a subject for us to, you know, get into. But in reality, this is a sound and, and, and serious subject that every Christian disciple of Jesus Christ should be into. Biblical doctrine studying, knowing what you know, knowing why you know it, what you believe. The word doctrine in the Greek is didache, literally meaning doctrine or instruction or teaching. And so we need to be careful of the doctrine, the instruction, the teaching that we have. We can't just think of doctrine in, 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 like a, in a one-way sense. In other words, oh, this is the only place we get doctrine from. There's doctrines coming at us all over the place. Television, uh, the educational system, politics, music, sports, everywhere. Doctrinal things are coming at us. And we need to take it as doctrine and not just, well, this is just a false you know, thing or this and that. And it might be, but it's also a doctrine, an instruction, a teaching. Now, it's interesting, it's mentioned many times throughout the New Testament and the Bible, but I'm just going to talk uh, briefly here. Uh, I'm going to give you a few uh, scriptures. You don't have to turn there. They'll come up on the screen. Um, but then we'll have you turn in a few minutes to some other ones. Acts 2.42, the importance of doctrine. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers. 2 Timothy 3.10, but you have carefully followed my doctrine. 2 Timothy 3.16 and 17, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So the study of sound biblical doctrine is important for each of us as Christians. And again, it should be a pivotal part of our relationship with Jesus Christ, as well as with our church services. Now, to put it very simply, and, and I mean very simply, and I'm doing this on purpose, there are three types of doctrines, if you will, within the Bible. And they're just three types of doctrines. First of all, there's biblical doctrines, number one. Number two, there are uh, doctrines of man. And then number three, there are doctrines of demons. So biblical doctrine, doctrines of man, and doctrines of demons. Quite obviously, biblical doctrines are found, they're doctrines that are found in the word of God. The doctrines of man, 
They come from the thoughts and minds of men and women who seek to set up beliefs either about God or other things that are not found in the written word of God. These can be uh, even within denominations. These can be in cults. These can be outside of the church. Any type of doctrine, any type of belief. When people say abortion is a good thing, that is a doctrine. That is a doctrine that they are setting forth, a belief. So you have the doctrines that are found in the word of God, the doctrines of men and women, and then you have what the Bible calls the doctrines of demons. And these are those beliefs that may sound good and even doctrinally sound to a point, yet are beliefs and doctrines that are straight from the pit of hell, straight from the demon's mouth. Now these last two types of doctrines are what the Bible calls false doctrines. Um, and then we have several scriptures um, that warn against false doctrines. God warns us many times throughout the word of God to be careful of false doctrines. Uh, Jesus over and over warns of false teachers bringing false doctrines. Paul warns of this. Peter, John, Jude, and on and on. To, to be warned against these false doctrines. Turn with me please to Romans chapter 16. Romans chapter 16, verse 17. Notice these warnings against false doctrines. Romans 16, 17. Now I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses, contrary to the doctrine which you've learned, and avoid them. Flip over to Ephesians chapter 4, please. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14. Ephesians 4.14, 4, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. Now turn with me to 1 Timothy chapter 1, please. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. 1 Timothy 1, verses 3 and 4. It says, as I urged you when I went to Macedonia, remain in Ephesus so that you may charge some that they teach no other doctrine, nor give heed to fables and endless genealogies which cause disputes rather than godly edification which is in faith. Now it's interesting, so these are all just to Christians. These are all warnings to us as Christians, but there are even more warnings to pastors and teachers. Uh, you don't have to turn there. I'll just read several scriptures to you about this. Uh, that we are to be teaching God's sheep God's word. His doctrine. 1 Timothy 4, 6 says, If you instruct the brethren in these things, you will be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished in the words of faith and of the good doctrine which you have carefully followed. 1 Timothy 4, 13. Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. 1 Timothy 4, 16, take heed to yourselves and to the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this, uh, you will save both yourself and those who hear. 1 Timothy 15, verse 17, let the elders who rule be well counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in word and doctrine. Hebrews 13, verses 7 through 9. Remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their conduct. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do not be carried about 
uh, but with various and strange doctrines. For it is good that the heart be established by grace. And there's one more warning to pastors in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 3 through 5. It says, if anyone teaches otherwise and does not consent to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, to the doctrine which accords to godliness, he is proud, knowing nothing but is obsessed with disputes and arguments other, uh, over words from which come envy, strife, reviling, evil suspicions, useless wranglings of men of corrupt minds, and destitute of the truth who suppose that godliness is a means of gain from such withdraw yourself. So even to Christians, there are warning if you find pastors that are not teaching the word of God, from such withdraw yourselves. You know, and as we're in the last days, so all throughout the last almost 2,000 years of Christianity, we've been warned about false teachers, false doctrines, you know, things that are, you know, even doctrines of demons. In the last days, it's supposed to get even worse. Turn with me to 1 Timothy chapter 4, please. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. 1 Timothy 4, verse 1. Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with the hot iron. Now turn over to 2 Timothy, please, chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4. Again, this is talking in the last days. 2 Timothy 4, verses 2 through 4. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. How many people here are still alive here? You know, I haven't killed you with my teaching here. And if we claim to be born again of the Spirit of God, even here in 2 Timothy chapter 4, we need to be careful because even we were going to be tempted with doctrines and demons, uh, tempted with doctrines that will tickle our ears. In other words, make us feel good. Who doesn't like to feel good? Who doesn't like to feel good about what we believe and, and what we say? But notice in the last days, a time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine according to their own desires because they have itching ears. They will heap up for themselves teachers, basically, that will tickle their ears and tell them what they want to hear. You know, it's a sad thing when I hear false doctrines. Because, guys and gals, doctrines do matter. They form what we believe, and what we believe then leads to what we say and how we will act. And we need to take all those things that we believe in our minds and look at them sometimes differently as doctrines. When people are giving us these doctrines, again, are they coming biblically from God? Are they coming from the world? Or are they coming from demons? And I think a lot of us, even today, it's so easy to buy into the doctrines of the world and the doctrines of demons. And because they, they're so well packaged today. Uh, so many on TikTok will say, oh, I trust this guy or this gal. Man, I've watched over a hundred of their videos. I know them. I basically know them. So whatever they say, uh, you know, it, it pretty much goes. 
And what's interesting is that, you know what the, the, the younger generation calls the people on TikTok who are getting all the views, do you know what they call them? Influencers. Yeah, what are they influencing them to? Most of it ain't to godliness. Most of it's not based on Christian doctrine. Teachings from the word of God, biblical doctrine. And so young people, be careful with that. Old people, be careful too. Middle-aged people, because it doesn't matter anymore. Well, I don't like any of that TikTok stuff, but I make sure never to miss Dr. Phil every day. Love Dr. Phil. Oh, he's just such a nice guy. And he would never, hey, unless he's giving you stuff from the Bible, even though he seems like a really nice fella, he's giving you either doctrines of men or doctrines of demon. Look at Oprah Winfrey, still real popular. Uh, you know, and she seems, again, like a very nice lady. She really does. But the stuff that she says it, it is, there's a lot of what she says is straight doctrines of demons. And, and, and yet so many, even within the church today, they, because it tickles their ears, it makes us feel good. And we need to be careful of this, guys and gals. Because even within the church today, I'm going to bring up a subject, and I'm sure it'll ruffle some feathers even here, those watching or listening. Women teaching in the pulpit. Uh, you know, it's an interesting thing. It's a sad thing. Uh, last week, Rick Warren's old church, the Saddleback Community Church there in, in Orange County, they got disaffiliated from the Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, and Rick Warren retired last year, but as he was retiring, uh, he ordained three women pastors. And not just pastors, but also teaching pastors, teaching over men and women. Now, again, you might say, well, what's wrong with that? Well, the Bible, again, your doctrine might say there's nothing wrong with that. Rick Warren's doctrine said there's nothing wrong with that. But the biblical doctrine, what does the Bible say? In 1 Timothy chapter 2, the Bible clearly says, I suffer not a woman to teach or to have authority over the man. And this is specifically within the church. It's not talking about in companies. It's not talking about in other things. But within the church. Within the church context. It's also talking about in the home, by the way. That's reiterated. That the man is supposed to lead. So let me go the other way and get some of the guys here angry. Because a lot of you, and I know this firsthand, a lot of you are listening to doctrines of demons. How do you see that, Pastor Bill? Well, because you're not leading biblically in your home. Many guys today, many men, I would even say the majority, not the vast majority, but the majority of Christian men are not leading biblically in their homes. Here's what they say. I've had guys tell me this. Well, God gave me the right to rule over my home, correct? Yes. Well, I took that authority and I gave it to my wife. Now you run the home because I have the authority to say this. You run the home and it's all good because I'm too lazy to run the home. Oh, I didn't say that out loud. Shh. You see, here's the thing. I've heard guys say, well, my wife's a better leader than I am. She very well may be. But she is not gifted. She is not called and she is not commanded to be the leader in the home. So you are putting her in a place that God cannot bless. Do you understand this, men? Do you understand this? And women, when you take that role in your home and you take the lead because your husband's an idiot, <laughs> you know, I won't say that out loud, Pastor, but, you know, I remember my wife got some advice from a family member, you know, love her grandma, but she says, honey, yes, the husband's the head of the home, but remember, you're the neck. You turn the head wherever you want it to go. 
See, those are doctrines of the world and even some doctrines of demons. You see, men, you're to love your wives as Christ loved the church. You're to love her. You're to lift her up. And by the way, men, if you're not providing for your wives, there's another doctrine of demons. Do you know that you're believing a doctrine of demon? Oh, I'll just let my wife go out and work or we'll just sit around and receive. Well, the Bible says he who doesn't provide for his own is worse than an unbeliever. That's biblical doctrine. If you're buying into that, I'm just going to sit around, praise God and watch TV or study the Bible or listen to this Bible. You know what? That's called sin. So I could keep going on and on. All these things that we buy into, oh, it's not a big deal to gossip about people. You know, even within the church, well, it's really just to get prayer. That's a doctrine of the world. That's a doctrine of demons. So here's the thing, guys and gals. It's so important. You want to learn, by the way, how to be a good father? Here's, here's where you learn. In the Bible. You want to learn how to be a good mother? Here's, here's your owner's manual right here. You want to learn how to be a good husband, a wife? Here's your owner's manual. You want to know how to learn how to be a good single person? Here's your owner's manual. Look it up. You know, it's so sad because we buy into so many doctrines of the world. Uh, last service, we were talking even about psychology. You know, how many Christians we, we so readily buy into psychology. This, that's a doctrine of man and a doctrine of demons. It's not a doctrine of God. It's so crazy how easily, well, they have a number of letters before their name and after their name, so yes, they must be well, you know, they're, they know what they're talking about. Has anybody looked at the world lately? Anybody? Is it kind of messed up? Does anybody see the world messed up? Why would we take advice from the world? Now look, if the world was running great, everything was fine, and the church is all messed up, I could say, hey, you know, I don't think we're, something's off here. Or if, if you went, every time somebody went to a psychologist, use that example again, and every time they got better, I'd say, well, there's something there. But most of them don't get better. And do you know that every 10 to 15 years with psychology, the whole thing changes? All their beliefs change? Oh, forget about, you know, Freud or Jung or, you know, forget about Spock. Today it's still, and it's kind of starting to be on its way out a little, but it's still kind of in the middle. How do you feel about this? What do you think about this problem? How do you feel? What do you think you should do? Doctor, I'm getting you 500 bucks to tell me what to do. Oh, but what do you think? Or all of a sudden what they do is they'll throw some kind of medication at you. Well, I think, you know, you just need a medication. Then you'll forget all about your problem. And that's really what they do. Or here's another doc. This is a doctrine of demons. I, 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 I really think it is. Look, here's the thing. Even Christians, well, I'm really depressed. Really depressed. I'm really bummed. I, you know, I, I'm just having this thing where I'm anxious all the time. I have anxiety. So give me the drugs, doctor. You know what the Bible says? You're really depressed. You're really afraid all the time. Your anxiety. This is what God says. He says, repent. Get mad at me. I, I don't care. Because here's the thing, those drugs, you know they don't help you, they just make you dumb, numb. Boo. Oh, you don't care about that anymore? No, I don't. <laughs> so I'm on drugs. And that's all they're doing. Again, let me say something to clarify real quick. 
I do believe there are mental illnesses out there. I really do. Just because there are physical ailments and our mind is, our brains are mental. But here's the thing. We don't have the technology yet to test the chemicals in the brain. There may be some kind of imbalance. But guess what? They don't know what the correct balance is. And they don't even know what all the chemicals are yet. We'll just give you this pill and that pill and, you know, everybody a pill pill. But here's the thing. The one who made you told you what to do right here. He says, repent with those things. If it's fear, if it's anxiety, you're worried all the time. Cast all your fears upon him. You know, you know keep your faith in Jesus Christ. He will keep you and them in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon him. Why? Because their trust is in him, he says. And you just bring yourself back to not the doctrines of the world, not the doctrines of demons, but the doctrines of the Lord. They are so important today, guys and gals. So many lies that we even hear, me even too, we can, we can so easily buy into. Well, that sounds good, but how about what does God have to say? Thanks for joining us for Simple Faith with Pastor Bill Henry, the senior pastor at Simple Faith Calvary Chapel in Vancouver, Washington. Now, if you were blessed by today's message in the book of Revelation, or you missed some of it, or you'd like to share it with a friend, go to our website and watch the video at simplefaith.org. That's simplefaith.org, and just click on the media tab at the top of the homepage. And if you'd like to contact us via the U.S. mail, our mailing address is P.O. Box 55, Battleground, Washington, 98604. Now here at Simple Faith Calvary Chapel, we have three services every Sunday morning at 8.30, 10 and 11:30. So if you're looking for a church home in the Vancouver, Washington area, make plans to join us for fellowship, worship, and a great time in God's Word. Again, that's 8:30, 10, and 11:30 every Sunday morning. And again, for directions or more information, go to our website simplefaith.org. Thanks for joining us today, and be sure to set aside another half hour next weekend at the same time as our study in Revelation continues here on Simple Faith with Pastor Bill Henry. Brought to you by Simple Faith Calvary Chapel. Have a wonderful week in the Lord.